talk. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Talking sentences like you're just saying stuff. Abba, da, bala, 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 bala. That sounds like a new rap song. I tell legal lies. I tell legal lies. Lies, lies, legal lies. I tell legal lies. And legal lies. And ban on drugs. Ban on drugs. And legal lies. Welcome back to another episode of. Black Law and Legalize in Your Eye, where we specialize in adventures with Afro Becky. Mm -hmm. And we might do a little bit of legal stuff on the side. Mm. Yeah, that's my side hustle. And ladies out here, if you ever want to get on the mic, holla at your boy Dan. (laughs) Please. Please. Uh, I am one of your hosts, Dan. You can follow me on Twitter at I am Dan on Drugs. You can follow the show on Twitter, actually on all platforms. Um, we're on Instagram now at Woo-woo. Black Law Podcast, and you can follow her over there at I Tell Legal Lies. And who are you again? You didn't say your name at all. They know who the hell I am. I don't need to say my name all the damn time. What if there's somebody listening to this for the first time? They don't know you. Go back. (laughs) (laughs) So today we have a very interesting topic. Uh, Becky, would you like to tell the listeners what the topic is today? Because I I just find this very intriguing. Sugar, dun, 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 dun. Oh, honey, honey, dun, 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 dun. (laughs) Okay. Sugar mamas. No. No. <laughs> See that's why. No. <laughs> no. That's not it. That is not what we're discussing. Wait, did you not see me doing this when you said sugar the first time? I was like, oh man, man, come on. That's, that's all right because every episode is an adventure. Um. Today we are going to be, I know a lot of you are probably looking at the title of this episode and thinking it's a whole bunch of Roman numerals or some shit, but no, it's actually pronounced Nexium. And this is not the drug for acid reflux. It is not. This is- Oh, it isn't? No, it isn't. Mm. This type of Nexium will get you herpes and a brand (laughs) on your pussy lips. (laughs) True story. It is not true. Stop. As far as I know, it's true until I see every last one of these women's (laughs) vages. So, uh, Nexium, it was determined to be a underground sex sex cult. cult. Sex cult. Now, what's crazy about this is um, in prior and pre-production, you know, we were kind of making parallels to David Koresh and the Koreshians. No, it's Branch Davidian, dude, not Koreshians. I thought they were Koreshians. It's Branch Davidians. Branch Davidians. You are right. See, in the (laughs) pre-production meeting, you said the Koreshians. No. (laughs) (laughs) Keeping up with the Koreshians. I must have skipped a pre-production meeting. Yeah, you do that every week. Yeah. Um, so let's just wait. Jim Jones. Jim Jones. Yep. Um, L. Ron Hubbard. That's right. Because Scientology is a cult. Please that, don't kill us. Isn't that like a Ponzi scheme too? Mm-hmm. Scientology, yeah. come at me, bro. Mm-hmm. Uh-uh. <laughs> I ain't scared of them niggas. What are they gonna no. do? 
they do shit, okay? <laughs> I watched the Leah Remini uh, Escape in Scientology. They basically, when they beefing with you, they just come and film you with their cell phones and take pictures and try to intimidate you. Taking pictures with your cell phone. Man, <laughs> niggas been taking pictures of me since I was 12 years old. That shit don't scare me. Aren't you scarred? I'm scarred for other reasons. Oh, geez. Well, I mean, that could have been a, you know. I tell you where I'm not scarred. My pussy lips. What, neither are these them? people. Yes, these, he does. These he people. Is. I own. Mm. I own some pussy lips. I mean, they're not attached to me, but you know. No. You bought them off the internet. Guess mm. what? This is not Nexium. You own nothing. Shit. <laughs> I pay for that pussy. <laughs> All right. Uh. Now, listeners probably like, man, where are we going with this? <laughs> where, where? Like, what are we doing here? Well, all right, let me tell you what we're doing here. Nexium, um, just just to kind of simplify Nexium, it was disguised as a multi-level marketing company that offers personal and professional seminars. So I want to say in somewhere around 2012-ish, somebody, who was it, the FBI? Who labels shit as a pyramid scheme? Somebody labeled some, it some, government organization. The government organization, right. They um, labeled Nexium a pyramid scheme. But what it really was, aside from being a pyramid scheme, was an underground sex trafficking cult led by this dude named Keith Ranieri. Rainier. Rainier. It was not Rainier. It is Rainier. Keith Rainier. Keith Rainier. Keith Rainier. So that's basically what Nexium is uh, in a nutshell. So who is Keith Rainier? I'm going to just run off some bullet points here. Well, you know what? That's not all Nexium was. What else was Nexium? Nexium was a high dollar business for Keith Rainier. Because as he was basically indoctrinating and pulling these women into sexual slavery he was also running a business that was making millions of dollars oh his um his seminars and shit right because they actually were doing these whole self-improvement and empowerment seminar things now let me ask you this not knowing what you know now would you have attended one of his seminars hell no that shit too high let's say it was ten dollars Hell no, I don't do seminars. I think I would have gone. No. Just, I just because I like weirdos. No, see, the thing is, well, because I just lied, even though y'all didn't know, I do attend seminars. I am uh, obligated via my degree and uh, my license to attend certain kinds of seminars, but not anything like this fool was doing. These were like self-improvement and empowerment. Mm -hmm. You know, take back your life and Ayala change my life type shit. I, I don't do those. Well, I I do do seminars from time to time. Um, The last one I went to was like, do you feel remorse for what you did? And I was like, yes, I do. I feel sorry every day for the people that I had hurt and the progress of what it is I had done. Dumb fuck. That is not a seminar. That is counseling. <laughs> there were three people there and one of them said... We will grant you the ability to leave this seminar. <laughs> All right, nah. But um, who is Keith Ranieri? 
these are just some bullet points that I have here. Like th- this shit is real deep. I mean, we can't even go through every layer of this. We w- we wouldn't have the time to. So um, it's because nobody really knows how deep this shit exactly. goes yet. It's still unraveling as we speak. Keith Raniere is known by his cult members as the Vanguard. That's right. Now, where that name comes from is actually an old Atari game at an arcade when Keith Raniere used to fuck a 15-year-old when he was uh, 20-something. So, Keith uh, claims to have been a child prodigy who set the record in 1989 in the Guinness Book of World Records for the highest IQ, coming in at, drumroll, 240. In 1984, Keith, at 24, allegedly manipulated then-15-year-old Gina Melita into a four-month sexual relationship. In 1990, Keith Raniere started the Consumers Byline, a multi-level marketing program which turned out to be a pyramid scheme with over 200,000 members. Which actually was shut down by the U.S. government. But the very next year, like the year this thing got shut down, he started Nexium. He, um, when the consumer's byline was shut down, I want to say he had to pay a settlement. Uh-huh. And, he did. but he didn't admit, admit any wrongdoing or something. Right. So the same year that he started consumer's byline, he allegedly molested the 12-year-old daughter of one of his employees. The girl went to the police, but the case was never prosecuted. True. In 1997, Keith Raniere met Nancy Salzman, a nurse and hypnotist, mm-hmm. and started branding himself as a self-help guru. Within five years, he had thousands of people flocking to his these seminars that he had. And there were some pretty high-profile people like, um, who was it? The Virgin Dude? Richard Branson. Richard Branson. The uh, Dalai Lama. BET's co-founder, Sheila Jackson. Former Surgeon General Antonia Novella. The son of the former Mexican president, Emilio Salinas. I like that dude, too. Honestly, this, you know, everything else aside, not that I admire him, but you have to have a certain charisma. You have you have to have a certain level of salesmanship mm-hmm. to sell this shit. Because think about this. He started Nexium in 1997, mm-hmm. right? This is 2018, and he's just being indicted. He's just being caught. And this dude made millions of dollars. And screwed millions of people, just millions of people, up, just just mm-hmm. their whole lives up. See, now, for those of you who don't understand, let me let me draw a parallel for you. He was like the top Avon salesman. This nigga was like the top uh, herbal <laughs> no, Mary life. Kay. He Mary was like, Kay. He was like gold status. He, no, he pretty much was the owner. 21 years. For he's, 21 years, he's doing the damn he's thing. been doing this thing. Nobody caught him. Tell me who you have to be and what you have to do to have all these women under your thumb and nobody actually listen to what these... Because over the years, many of these women have like what they call defected from mm-hmm. the cult and gone to the police just to have the police tell them, oh, sounds like it was voluntary to me. Oh. And... 
actually, I mean, it was voluntary, voluntary to, to an extent. I don't know. We'll get into it. Mm. But um, to finish up here, two more fun facts. The heirs of the Seagram's fortune, Claire and Sarah Bronfman, became devotees to mm-hmm. Ranieri mm-hmm. along with their gigantic fortune. Mm-hmm. And it was in 2002 that Nexium was officially started. The sisters bankrolled Nexium and they also paid for their legal uh, team to, to like cease, send out, cease and desist uh-huh. and all kind of other shit. See, that's what I'm saying. They just messed me up because I actually used to like Seagram's Jen. I ain't buying that shit no more. Fuck Seagram's. Uh, and here's the fun fact right here. The last uh, bullet point that I have is Ranieri had claimed to set the world record for highest IQ and was in the <laughs> 1989 Guinness Book of World Records. However, the test was not an official IQ test and it isn't recognized by any organization. And his college, actually, as they started looking into him, his university put out his records and his GPA was a 2.26. So there's the smartest man in the world. All I know is, so here you are, like I said, King Khan artist, but you really do have to be you have to play things in a smart manner to make it 21 years without being caught you know without going down and now he's in jail but that doesn't mean that he's gonna stay there no nexium's actually still even though he's in jail they're still operating no their website if you look on their website now they're not they're they're officially not holding any more classes. Officially, but yeah. unofficially, they're still <laughs> yeah. operating. Now, I saw the dude on TV a few interviews. I saw one of his early interviews, too, for Consumers Byline. Mm-hmm. He was not charismatic. He just right. wasn't. He was like Bill Gates. That That's his personality, Bill Gates. Well, you know, he did. I, I read something where he said if Abraham Lincoln or Bill Gates had had someone branding themselves with their initials, nobody would have said anything. He, he, you know, it's funny that you mentioned Bill Gates. Abraham he, Lincoln. He equates himself like he literally, when I think about him, I think about people like Charles Manson. Because here you have this man who literally indoctrinated thousands of people. Mm-hmm. And people are still following him. In spite of they followed his ass to jail. <laughs> they was like, um, so Nexium's practices. This is before we get into the actual indictment. Uh, here are some of their odd and unusual practices. <laughs> so Ranieri began indoctrinating people who were basically easily influenced, um, leading them to believe that he was the smartest person in the world. He then began implementing strange rituals that his father followers would participate in most of which involved worshiping him Mm -hmm. he forced women to have sexual relationships with him and kept a constant rotation of about 15 to 20 women that he was forcing to have sex with him many of these women were married or in relationships if a husband or a boyfriend objected he would force the cult members to humiliate him treat him with hostility etc till the man basically just left Right, but you know what's crazy? It wasn't Ranieri himself that was doing this. Who it was, was it? It was the way the way that the structure of his business, the way it was set up, 
he had pretty much the cult within a cult. So he had this group that he called the DOS. What's that stand for? Dead on site? (laughs) You are stupid. It actually stands for... Let me get it because I had this thing and I'm like, y'all real stupid. So it stood for, or it stands for, shut up, Dominus Obsequious Sororium, which translated. Dominant, the dominant, let's see, Dominus will be dominant, sorority will be group. So the dominant group. Roughly translates to Lord Master of the obedient female companions. Damn, Latin is like that. You can use like three <laughs> words and that's just a paragraph. So that is, so within Nexium, there was the DOS. And how you got into the DOS, he had literally, he had broads in his, in, that were in his inner circle going out and recruiting these women to bring into the DOS. And mm-hmm. they were people within Nexium. That they knew had a vulnerability, and this was these was the act, actress bitches, right? right? That went out to exactly right. Do so Allison Mack was one of them. Mm-hmm. So Smallville, she recruited these other women, and so you got into the DOS, and how you got into the DOS, they made you collateralize your life, and what collateralizing your life meant was you had to. Turn over to them things like nude pictures of yourself, mm-hmm. porno, um, videos. Right, you had to write statements. Whether and all of this is whether the, it was true or not, incriminating yourself, someone in your family, close to you in your family. Like mm-hmm. Allison Mack, from what I understand, she had like videos and pictures. And she wrote a statement talking about the abuse of her nephew. She wrote a statement about her parents. And she also signed over um, custody of any children that she would have with this person, with Keith Rainier. And signed over, like, if she broke her vows to him, she would also, you know, contract said that she would sign over her home and various other assets. So, yeah. So basically, this is how you got pulled into the DOS. You collateralized your life. What they didn't tell them, you know, most of them thought that this was a one time thing. You did it once and you were done. Mm -hmm. But what they later came to realize, what they later came to learn was that. They had to do this on a regular basis. So so you just had to update your application, so right? Basically, so every week or every month or however long it was when they would tell you, you had to give some new collateral. So wait, this is kind of like giving them a free pass to blackmail you. And that's what it is. It's like, look, you try to do something to harm me, I'm releasing this. And this is how these women wind up having sex with him. Because so what... The DOS was, like I said, this inter this inner group. So they had a hierarchy within the, within a DOS. Mm-hmm. There were masters. Now these women thought that the DOS was only comprised of women because that's all they saw. The only time they saw Rainier is when their master would send them to him, not realizing. And their master was another woman, right? Or so they thought. Right. Mm-hmm. So like like I was saying earlier, so you had a master and then the masters had slaves. Mm-hmm. 
So mm-hmm. even though you would be a slave to your master, you can bring somebody under you and that would be your slave. So what the slave's job was to do was to follow whatever the master wanted. So if the master told you, well, they would cook and clean for their masters. They would perform other um, tributes to their masters. If the master told them to go to Rainier and do whatever Rainier told him to do. Suck them off. They would do it. Mm-hmm. So, And they would actually have to do it or else their collateral would be released to the public. Exactly. Now, one of the things I saw was a um, unnamed woman of Middle Eastern descent. Now, all of these women were actually fairly successful mm-hmm. and fairly mm-hmm. wealthy women. Mm-hmm. These these weren't no broke bum bitches. Mm-hmm. But um, one Middle Eastern woman had wrote a statement saying that her family was responsible for some terrorist attack that um, was either unsolved or they're still looking for suspects for when that wasn't the case. Mm-hmm. But some shit like that, think about that. If I wrote a statement saying, me of Middle Eastern descent, Mm -hmm. write a statement saying, yes, my family was responsible for this terrorist attack. And then I decide, nah, I ain't sucking your herpes dick because, yeah, Keith had herpes. Um, He's going to release that. Can you imagine what that would have done to that family? To their family. Exactly right. So that's why, that's what he did it for. It's so now I force your loyalty, which, as a matter of fact, is why what he is being indicted on is sex trafficking. Hmm. So uh, I got two more two more things right here. Nexium, one of their core beliefs is that rape and incest is not wrong. It is okay. And according to court documents, Ranieri would abuse these women both physically and emotionally Especially these women that were in that uh, inner inner circle. Was it the DOS? The DOS. Mm-hmm. Uh, in one case, one of the young women, she was in her 20s. She uh, got the hots for some other dude, got uh, romantically interested in somebody else. Ranieri kept, him in, kept her in confinement for 18 months and kept her on a restricted diet of 400 calories a day. So he would basically, again, this whole DOS situation, he would humiliate these women for their, quote, inherent weaknesses Mm -hmm. by making them wear rubber cow udders on their exposed breast while other cult members would call them derogatory names. Mm -hmm. I don't know. That that was just weird. That was supposed to breed out their weaknesses because what he said was everything that he was doing was to deprogram them from what society has forced them to be is what he did. So the crazy thing is why these women could not have other relationships was because what they were taught by him was that females were made to be monogamous and men were made to be polyamorous. Yeah, and that's so, actually that that's very I will, agreeable. I will slap you right now. No, I will, I will slap that, you right that now. That is a very agreeable. That's stupid. And then, but this is how he further justified it. He said because men men were made to spread their seed, and women were made to be basically the incubators. Yeah, and the caregivers. 
Yeah. Yeah, I know you. You would have loved to have been Keith Raniere. No, nah, I'm just saying that I, I don't. I don't have a problem with that particular aspect of Nexium. The problems I have is the whole <laughs> because, incest and rape. Because you are real stupid. I'm just saying. You want to take us back to the 1800s? No, nah, I'm just. No. Nah. Yeah. Men, men spread their wild oats or whatever you <laughs> oh, call it. See, they sow their wild oats. Yeah, there you but go. See, that's, see, I've said this before about this whole patriarchal society that we have going on. And what you're saying is probably the listeners out there was like, hell yeah, let me get about 20 bitches. Mm-hmm. But my bitches better not have no 20 niggas. Exactly. See, the thing is, society actually is like that. Because if you had a dude that had 10 girlfriends his boys would be like man you the man you the man boy look you got all these hoes and they all doing things for you but if you had a woman Mm -hmm. who had 10 dudes oh she a hoe man no no now let me tell you mm -hmm. how i would approach this Mm -hmm. if a woman had 10 dudes and she was not one of my women (laughs) girl more power to you i'm i'm with it but you see knock them all down that is not what is typical that is not the typical train of thought when it comes to women and multiple men shit i got friends that's hoes and (laughs) i got women friends that's hoes i know they hoes they know they hoes they know i know they hoes but why they why they listen to what you just said why Mm -hmm. are they hoes because they have multiple sex partners what makes that whorish because i believe that that is the definition of a whore okay who made that definition I mean, we could break out uh, Webster's, but I don't know who who, made that definition. You know, it is a societal moray. I don't know what that word means. Who made that word? Moray. Who made that? Because once again, dude, probably once again, men with multiple women are not called whores. You just said, oh, they sowing their wild oats. And Mm -hmm. man, look, they just they, you know, because boys will be boys. That's right. See? But all I'm saying is they they actually identify as hoes. And who am I to argue? But once again, that is because that's how they've been indoctrinated. But see, and society does this to women just like Keith Raniere did it to these women. So basically, he told them they, you know, their vagus had to be on lockdown mm-hmm. for him because that's, right. that's, that's the way that that's the grand order of things. That's so, the correct order of things all right so off of the sidebar and back on the keith ranieri right what's what's the problem here because that shit all right let, let's set aside Wait, what, what's the problem with what that i'm i'm asking right now let's set aside the whole um collateralization shit <laughs> because it wasn't that didn't uh come until later prior to that he said bitch your pussy's mine you can't no. get it to nobody else. No. And the they, collateralization came first. No, it didn't. Yes, it did. It That's did the very not. first. Before, Mm-mm. yes, Mm-mm. before you even, before you were even into his inner circle you had that's the very first thing you had to do no yes that that is actually incorrect Mm-mm. and i can Mm-mm. say that with great confidence Mm-mm. the collateral stuff did not come into after first. no into after the his um what do you call it? His cult members reached beyond 25 or 30, but the first initial 25 or 30 did not have to use any collateral. They was just basically brainwashed. D-O-S. Anyway, but continue. Say that with great confidence. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. um, Doesn't mean you're right, but come on. Let's set that aside, right? 
the, let's take a look at the first 25 women. Mm-hmm. He said, your pussy mine. You can't get to nobody else but me. They knew that. They stay. What's the issue there? Is there an issue All right, there? So I do want to back up. So Allison Mack was one of his very first women in his in his inner circle. And she gave him collateral. He started that from the very beginning. But yes. So to answer your question, my body is mine. It belongs mm-hmm. to nobody except okay. me. Mm-hmm. And that's what the problem is. That's, you can't. That's you not can't a problem. Tell, that is a problem. This, you can't tell me. You cannot tell me what to do with me. I can. No, you, you don't can. have to do it. <laughs> I can't, can't tell me. No, you I can tell me. you. Just like he told homegirl, whatever. All these girls, your pussy mine. <laughs> they didn't have to comply. They could have left. They stayed. So because, what the problem is? Because one, and you see, that is actually, that was the problem with getting him to the point where he is now. Because every time one of these women actually woke up and realized, you know what? I don't give a damn. Let them put them pictures, whatever, and ran to the authorities. The authorities were like, okay, this email and this this text message says that all of this was voluntary. Mm-hmm. And we all know that when you have been indoctrinated and you are a member of a cult, nothing is voluntary. Is brainwashing something illegal? See, that's tricky because in some places, I don't think any state in the United States actually has a law against brainwashing. But I know because of cults, there are some some things that have devolved into statute. But like if by brainwashing you mean alienating someone, if that person was underage, then that is illegal to alienate an underage a minor from their parent. Or That's from called the, kidnapping. From their, from their guardian. So that within itself is illegal. But putting undue pressure or undue influence on someone, that, like I said, is kind of tricky when it's an adult, you know, a la Patty Hearst, you mm-hmm. know, that whole Stockholm defense that she had. She I ma- still she made think it, she lied. She made it work. She made it work. She lied. <laughs> she, she made it work for her and for others. Patty Hearst, like, she took that thing. Anyway, so, you know, as a defense, it worked for Patty Hearst. The fact that she was brainwashed and made to or influenced to the point that she did that. So in that sense, you know, if someone brainwashes you into doing something illegal, then yes. Speaking of illegal, like that horse ain't dead yet. So (laughs) let's finish beating it here. All right. These women escaped, right? They mm-hmm. went to the authorities. Now, mm-hmm. most of these women had to sign uh, NDAs. Mm-hmm. Uh, most ad- of the people in Nexium. In addition to submitting their collateral, collateral. to get into the DOS shit. Mm-hmm. So we did discuss in a prior <laughs> the episode, mm-hmm. the NDA does not, the criminal behavior it would voids be, it, right? The, NB, the NDA would be void because of the vitiation of consent, like, these people didn't voluntarily sign NDAs. They, you know, at the point where they were pulled into the DOS, you have to think about they were already indoctrinated. Mm-hmm. You know, they they had already been brainwashed. So I really don't have the requisite consent. I don't have the requisite ability 
to like say, no, I'm not signing this because at this point you're gonna you're doing anything these people tell you to do. Mm-hmm. So, so were any of the things that they had them do illegal? Yeah, yeah. Well, okay. that's why he's being indicted on sex trafficking charges, and Allison Mack is probably going to be pulled into that as well. She's going to be arrested. The hypnotist chick, she's mm-hmm. probably going to be arrested as well. Mm-hmm. Anybody who was a master. Mm-hmm. in the DOS is probably going to find themselves staring down the barrel of an indictment by the federal government. This is like the FBI went and got this dude, the Mexican government, because he fled to Mexico. Mm-hmm. And as Dan would say, took his bitches with him. Yep, took the flock of <laughs> bitches. So right quick, let's go around the room real quick. Do you believe that brainwashing is real? And do you believe that hypnotizing is real? Becky? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I, I think I think that um, maybe to people who are open to it, they can be more susceptible to to doing that. So you believe it's real? I believe it's a possibility. I haven't seen it proven to me. Um, I've never been hypnotized. That you know of? That I know of. Unless mm-hmm. you got it video evidence, I'm not gonna say that I was hypnotized. I got videos of you doing some stuff. No. Um, Please. And. Well, bra- brainwashing, absolutely, 100%. I mean, mm-hmm. we talked about, or you talked about in the opening, Branch Davidian. You talked. We talked about Charles Manson and, the, and his family. We talked about Jim Jones. And so brainwashing is definitely a thing. And to piggyback off of what Becky said, if you are already vulnerable, you know, you become susceptible to someone's undue influence. Mm -hmm. So, so yes, brainwashing is a thing. And so having said that, people have minds that are susceptible to suggestion. And that's basically what hypnosis is all about. So if I believe that brainwashing is a thing, hypnosis too has to be a thing. Hmm. Okay, so brainwashing. Now I had to look up the the definition of brainwashing. And is that the Wikipedia definition? It's the dictionary definition. Okay. Webster's? Uh dictionary.com. All right. To verb to make someone adopt radically different beliefs by using systematic and often forcible pressure. Okay, I do believe that that is possible. Right, because you think about think about what what we do to like prisoners of war. Mm-hmm. You know, brainwashing that yep. whole waterboarding thing. That whole we we try to get them to talk. You know, we try to get them to spill their guts. I don't think that's brainwashing. I that's just like, think that's torture, <laughs> torture for information. Right. Um, but if if you you can draw the parallel because torturing somebody to do something <laughs> for you, right? You know, so. Mm. I, I I just think that's a bad example. Shut <laughs> up. Just shut but, up. But um, hypnotizing, though, I believe that's real. Ugh, that That's tough because I actually practice self-hypnosis. Um, Wait, what? I practice self-hypnosis. Okay. All, actually, all hypnosis is self-hypnosis, according to my guru. It's the <laughs> seminar wait, that wait. I went to. <laughs> no, but um, uh, according to material, I do I do actually practice self hypnosis. I don't know if I'm good at it or not, but um, wait. So what exactly do you do? It depends. Inquiring like, minds want to all right, know. Here's something you can do. Like it's called being in the moment. It's called um, mindfulness. Right. I can be sitting out here 
and my mind can be racing, right? Mm-hmm. So what I'll do is I'll find something small around the room. Like you see that cable jack up there above the TV? And you focus on it? You look at it and you just keep staring at it. And you that's you all your focus, you channel towards that. Your mm-hmm. mind starts to wander or whatever. You reel it back in. Say, look, I'm focusing on that cable thing. And that's called mindfulness. And that is uh, it's, what, what it does is it, cal- it calms your mind down and it puts you in a trance. Is this part of the upward spiral? Uh, I don't know. It may be. <laughs> I, I'm kind of the downward spiral at this point, <laughs> but you know. Uh, but I, I don't believe in the hypnosis where someone could induce you and then have you clucking like a chicken, like they do on TV. And I don't believe in that shit. I don't think that's real. And maybe that's why that wouldn't work on me because I don't believe it. Like, what's the right. other shit? Voot, not voodoo. Might be voodoo, but there's some kind of black magic shit that they're like, if you believe in it, yeah. Right. See, that's what we we said earlier. If you are, if your mind is already susceptible mm-hmm. to suggestion, if you're if you're open. Right. To that. But then you have therapists that use hypnosis to, I guess, help you right. maybe relive you or pro- reprocess right. things. Mm-hmm. So I don't believe in that either. I mean, <laughs> uh, again, that's just me. So I, I say all that to say, how can these women or anybody for that matter, even Scientologist or uh, the uh, Jim Jonesy people? You said it earlier. You want to believe. But why? Because you want to feel a part of the these. Honestly, when I think about cults like this, like Branch Davidian, like Jim Jones and the people, the people's what was it? The people's church, people's church of Republic of whatever. And, you know, Charles Manson and his family. These are people who, even though these people were successful in some way, form, fashion, they felt disenfranchised. Mm-hmm. They they were at the point where they needed something to believe in, and this person gave them that thing. See, so, but there's so much shit out here that it's like, why? And okay, I'm not a follower, but and it's it's even me as an individual, I can look at it like this: if I want, if I feel the need to belong, if I feel the need, look at what most people are doing why would you look at such a small number of people like 25 30 people and say hmm they believe in this guy and i want to i and believe, I wanna in, believe this in it too but like but, we have a friend that actually believes in uh all <laughs> kinds of shit but let me just throw some things out here we we have a very close friend who believes that sandy hook was a hoax because <laughs> alex jones said so now, um, if many of you, I'm sure most of y'all are familiar with Alex Jones, uh, big conspiracy theorist and, uh, yeah. Radio personality. He He's a personality, that's mm-hmm. for sure. That dude's a fucking crazy. nutcase. Just nut. find him on YouTube. Right. Check crazy him nut. out, see what we're Don't talking about. Don't check him out, because if you are one of these people out here that believe that the earth <laughs> may be flat, <laughs> nigga, don't go looking for Alex Jones, because, <laughs> uh... He no, will convince you that you'll just no, get mad. Well, he will actually, convince you that it is. See, but and that's exactly what I'm talking about. Uh-huh. If if you are susceptible, if you want to believe something, you will find someone who's telling you what you want to believe. So these people, Keith was telling these people, you know, you could be this and you can do that, and all you have to do is this, and all you have to do is that. And from everything that I read about this man. And the way that he ran his business, 
He wasn't particularly the ones that was telling you X, Y, and Z. The person that pulled you into the cult was the one that was like, you know, you you know who's vulnerable. And so I know Becky is vulnerable and I know what her vulnerability is. So I'm recruiting. Can you share that with me after the show? Yes, absolutely. I'm recruiting her and I'm going to play to her vulnerability. Well, the other thing I'm thinking that may have happened is that these masters coerced their slaves into slavery. Oh, oh, that's exactly what that not collateral saying was. That, not saying, well, not, not even like before they even got to that point. Like they could have, you know, found some type of dirt on them and said, okay, well, now that I know this about you to keep it quiet, you're going to do this and you're going to do that, you know? Well, from what um, the two victims whose statements were used for the indictment, whose statement, they basically said that these people n- ca- caught them when they were vulnerable. Just mm-hmm. just like they caught, they knew what was going on in their lives and mm-hmm. stepped in and was like, look, I have a way to fix that. I have a way to fix you. I actually, I do have a good parallel to draw. I have an uncle who is, for all intents and purposes, a street corner preacher or whatever you want to call it. He's uh, He presents himself as a pastor. He is not a man of God, but he would lead you to believe that. So he's had multiple churches over the years, and I spoke about this in the Black Church uh, episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's had multiple congregations. Most of his congregations were people that were crackheads. Now, and and again, not I'm not saying this to make jokes about them, but painting a picture here, they were crackheads, drug addicts, they were criminals, they were people who were homeless, they were the people that were down on their luck, looking for salvation. Yes, mm-hmm. and he provided that that for them. Now, again, like I said, he wasn't a man of God, but he used these people to build a congregation and to milk milk them for whatever money he could. So I guess I can see how you could be in that position. If I'm a drug addict and it's like I got nothing, I'm homeless, and someone swoops in and says, I can, I can save help you. you. I can fix that. Right. I can I can make your life better. You want to believe that. Right. Because you want to bring yourself up out. And that's basically what they did. They caught these women. Because you think about the women who were recruiting. They weren't recruiting strangers. No. They were you know, recruiting. they were recruiting people that they knew. Like the one Smallville, uh, Alice and Mack recruited another Smallville actress. Right. right. So the, the, the last thing I want to touch on here before we get into the indictment, because I don't know shit about the indictment, <laughs> is the uh, branding of the Pussy Lips. Man, let me it, you gonna no, let me tell the, my story the way I know it, okay? The, uh uh so, Lord so Jesus. In this DOS, aka the vow inside of Nexium, um, there were, as Anne pointed out, <laughs> masters and slaves. So once the slaves would give up their collateral, their nudes, their sex tapes, their whatever, and sign all these agreements, um, they were blindfolded by their masters and taken into a room. Their masters then would hold them down and these women thought they were getting a tattoo. No, the group, each each as each individual was actually getting branded, the whole group would hold them down and one would video it. Yep. And so they thought they were getting tattoos cuz they were blindfolded. However, their pussies were shaved. And after their pussies were shaved, 
there was a brand. Now, I thought when I first heard this and read it and heard their former publicist talking about it, I was thinking like a brand as far as like some shit you hit the cows with, you heat it up and that's it. Nah, these was like 30 minute procedures and their their vaginas were branded with K-R, which is Keith Ranieri's um, initials. Well, K-R and A-M. Yeah. If you looked at it one way, it was K-R. But if you turned it, it was A-M. It, and I mean, and it, it, it was a dope design. I'm and saying. America and beyond, it was not their vaginas. Look it was it not up. their labia. It was in their pelvic area. But Look it was it not... I have it. No, I'm, t- I'm talking to America. Look I up, have the statements of Google the- this. Google <laughs> Keith Ranieri vaginal branding. I bet you Google ain't going to say, nah, we ain't never heard of that. So uh, the indictment. Now, see, I, I, I just looked at his background and I looked into his former companies. I did not look into the criminal charges. So how did we get to sex trafficking? And especially with all the shit he's done. Okay, so this is this is how he gets busted. So two of these women who defected go to the FBI. They actually like wake up, go to the FBI, they start talking. And so this is what I guess he got wind of it, which is which is funny to me. But when you have friends in high places like these Seagram bitches. But anyway, so who actually he went to Puerto Vallarta, the villas with when he ran rolled to like some property that she owned these ten thousand dollars a week or ten thousand dollar night villas or whatever and mexican authorities came and arrested him and extradited him back but see for somebody with a high iq that was stupid (laughs) mexico huh? yeah like why go there I'd yeah. go somewhere where there's no extradition. Exactly. That's mm-hmm. what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. But maybe, you know what? Maybe he thought, oh, none, you know what? Nothing's going to happen to me. Because think about it. He's been doing this for 10, 20, 30. No. He's been doing this for years no, and basically no, no, no. slaps on the wrist. Think how about could, it. How could you not think that something was, even though, even if you did get slaps on the wrist in the past, I would be hyper paranoid now dude like he booked it to mexico and was like chilling then what's crazy is from mexico he had one of the seagram's heiresses lawyers send out cease and desist like they were hiring lawyers in mexico who were sending out cease and desist letters to these defectors and he is so arrogant he did not ask for bail Hmm. and i'm sitting here like yeah this he real crazy but anyway so he is being charged with sex trafficking which basically sex trafficking means that he knowingly and intentionally conspired to recruit entice harbor transport provide obtain maintain patronize and solicit persons affecting interstate and foreign commerce knowing that means of force threats of force fraud and coercion as described by the title and one or more combinations of such means will be used to cause such persons to engage in one or more commercial sex acts so this is how they're basically setting this up when you are in the dos if you like 
one of these people who flipped on him, they call her Jane Doe One, when she was ordered by her master to have sex with Keith, Keith moved her up by virtue of sleeping with him, moved her up within the Nexium organization, gave her money, gave her a job. And then when she refused to continue to sleep with him, he told her she had to pay the money back. Hmm. So basically the acts of um, kindness that the slaves are made to perform, the sex that they're made to perform, and the masters actually proffered too. Because if your slave pleases Keith, mm-hmm. you get paid. You move up in the organization and you get paid. So so you said part of the definition was for uh, commercial yeah. Purpose. How is mm-hmm. it commercial if they can only sleep with one person? They pay to play. Uh, huh, 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 is huh. is what it is. And then this is like not only was Nexium in the United States. Let's let's point that out because I don't think we've dropped that. No. United States, Canada, and Mexico. And I don't know. Did you read whether or not it was anywhere else? I didn't know it was beyond the U.S. Oh yeah. So the North American Hemisphere, basically. Pretty North American Hemisphere. <laughs> North America. <laughs> yeah. All right. One of them. You one of them people that believe the Earth is flat, don't you? No, I don't. Okay. So pretty much, he was like cornering the market on the pussy. You mm. know, he wanted he want from Canada to Mexico. You know, that dude had holes in different areas. <laughs> yeah. <holes. laughs> Man. Yes. All right. Now, uh, do as far as far as the indictments, right? Mm-hmm. Can't is there anything in there about blackmail? Because isn't that collateral shit? Isn't that blackmail? Yes. Yeah. So there is blackmail. Okay. Yeah. Uh huh. So what else is in the indictment? Um, that America and Beyond, y'all are gonna have to look up and read. It's like a twenty-four page indictment. I pretty much got to uh page twelve, and I was like. That's why I kept saying, because if you read the statements that these witnesses are giving, like the shit that they did, I'm like, man, at what point do you wake up and be like, nah, this shit wrong? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, man, if you brainwashed, I, I mean, I, I guess you don't. But I would also equate that to these fraternities and sororities. Right. When they go through hazing, like some of the shit that I've heard people have done as far as the hazing goes, I'm like, why? Like, how could you sleep at night knowing that this is what you did? Mob mentality and you want to belong to the group. And if the if the group says you have to do this to belong to the group and you really want to belong to the group, if acceptance is your thing. You want to be accepted by the group. You're going to go along with the group. Man, fuck that group. Cause That's that whole, like I said, mob mentality. I can't Think about see it. it. Like, there's certain things. Now, I'm, I'm very little that I do embarrasses me, I guess. Probably because I'm kind of nuts. <laughs> so, the, the, but there's certain things that I could not do and live with myself. And a lot of them are... Some of these like hazing things or these rituals, these cult things. I, I couldn't do that and live with myself. I, I couldn't be a follower, I guess. Well, I know one of these, um, one of the people who defected, 
I think her name was Edmondson. She is mm-hmm. another one of these people who she was on an A&E special. She's the Canadian actress. Right. Mm-hmm. She's the chick who actually started one of the little pods in Canada. And she was a recruiter for mm-hmm. the DOS. And she said it. She says she feels all kinds of guilt because she brought these people into this lifestyle. And she was the one like the cheerleader back there going, just do it because, you know, it'll change your life. It'll change your life. It'll change your life. And now she's like, she is going to do anything and everything that she can do to bring this dude down. Now, that is the same. I've heard people say that about Scientology as well, because with Scientology, once you get out and your family is still in, you are excommunicated. Right. You cannot... I, I don't know, man. This, this dude's like real fucked up, but this case is still ongoing. So, what do we what do we think the outcome is here? What's best and worst case scenario for him? Best case scenario, he walks because he obviously has money behind him, and you know, money talks bullshit. Walks. He has these th- this these seat rooms room, and they still behind him because. Nah, actually, they pulled out. The stepfather made a statement recently. The, really? The, see, I keep saying Bronfman. 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 Yeah, he, he's the father. And while his daughters were tied up with this damn cult leader, he hadn't been in communication with them. Um, then, like, once the news started breaking and all these investigations and indictments and shit, he actually spoke with them and then came out press release saying that they the family no longer financially supports now i don't know how true that is but the family no longer financially supports nexium Hmm. i don't know man but they but they still have support he still has support he still has money man so the bitches was i I just want to (laughs) paint paint another picture before we go into asking attorney here is all right so he chilling at this what ten thousand dollar a day resort yep and Popo kicked in the dough, waving the fofo. <laughs> there you uh, go. And they snatched his ass up, mm-hmm. threw him in the back of the car. <laughs> and these bitches said it was the equivalent of a black mother in the hood after their son got shot. Not my baby. Oh, no, Lord Jesus. So they jump in the car behind him and they are chasing the police. Oh, How, God. Like, who the fuck chases <laughs> the police? In, Pe- obviously, in Mexico. Obviously, people with money. These bitches chasing the police. Man. So, thought, speaking of indoctrinating and uh, all these odd relationship dynamics, mm. ask an attorney. Oh, hell. This is from Reddit, and this is actually, it It caught my eye. It's very interesting. Uh-oh, indoctrination. We love that. So, title is, My Ex is Wanting to Date a Sex Offender. What you say? Hi. So, my ex has brought it to my attention that she is wanting to pursue a relationship with this guy and asked if I would write a statement saying that I'm okay with my daughter being around him. And I told her, hell no. She's going off the deep end saying that she'll just get a judge to approve it and whatnot. We live in Indiana. He is from Kentucky. I think she plans on going 
I think she plans on going on vacation with him and has plans to move him up to where she is or try to move down to where he is. His charges are sexual abuse when he was 19 years old and the victim was 12. He's now 28. He served five years for this and has to register for 20 years on the uh, registry. Mm -hmm. She said that the case makes it out to sound like makes it sound like it's worse than it really is and wants me to read the files and then and read the letter that the girl wrote when she had turned 18 saying that he didn't do anything. I don't believe that there's a letter, but uh, whatever. So is there any legal action I can take to make sure that my daughter isn't around a registered sex offender? I I honestly believe that... She believes that... that This person can't write. Um, (laughs) This is like home girl. (laughs) Okay, let's let's just leave it at... um, Is there anything that I can do to prevent my ex from having my child around her boyfriend who is a registered sex offender and i also just found out that my daughter isn't biologically mine mm? uh can she use that against me whoa you got some shit going yeah. on dude. all right so here's the deal you just found out that your daughter wasn't yours depending on whether or not you have an order of custody because earlier in the question you mentioned that the your baby mama said that she was just going to go to court and have the judge order that well that tells me that y'all have some sort of court ordered custody arrangement now if you are listed on this child's birth certificate putatively you are the child's father does not really matter if what you recently found out unless you're actually going into court to repudiate your daughter so repudiate basically you go into court and disavow that you are the father of this child right so if you do this then you have no say so but for right now we're going to assume that you do have some legal authority take her to court now most sex offenders who have to be on the registry cannot be within a certain well some of them some of them can't live with children Mm -hmm. some of them can't be within a certain foot you know amount of feet from schools and other things other places where children frequent so what i would suggest you do if if you want to play it this way, try to find out from like his parole officer. I mean, because honestly, if he's not supposed to be around your daughter and he's been around your daughter more than once, you can get him violated. Mm-hmm. Send his ass back to jail. Can you? Can he get custody? Uh, full Absolutely. custody. Absolutely. That's why. That's why I said take her to court. Because in spite of it all, at this point, you are her father. Legal. Hmm. Legally, you are a father. Take it to court. Get custody. Take I'm, out of that situation. I'm going to say this here. Now, 99.999% of the time, everyone who knows me knows that I'm on joke time. <laughs> like, again, my life has been too serious not to be able to laugh and poke fun at shit. But I'm, this is going to be the point one percent point zero zero one percent when I'm actually serious. This episode, the whole cult, the sex cult thing, the mm-hmm. sex trafficking, mm-hmm. and this dude with his daughter um, in a his ex with a relationship with a sex, sex offender, offender with mm-hmm. his daughter around. Men, take care of your daughters, man. For real. School them at an early age. 
because a, a lot of these conversations are uncomfortable for a man to have with their daughter. I don't know this from experience, but I can only imagine. I don't want to talk about sex um, with my daughter. I don't want to talk about se- sex offenders with my daughter. But you know, it's not just I'm cutting you off. It's not just a male thing. Mothers have issues with talking to their daughters about sex. But I'm with you on that one. I would urge all parents to have the discussion because if you don't talk to them, somebody else will. And it might not be the right person. Right. Right. Exactly. So that that's my point zero zero one percent is look out for your daughters. I, I know that historically. And these days your sons too. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what I was going to say. Children. Historically is father kind of raises the son at, you know, after a certain point and, and the mother kind of raises the daughter after a certain point fathers be be proactive in raising your daughter so they don't end up in cults or end up uh sex and sex trafficking and shit like that at least get them to the point where if they do find themselves in that situation god forbid that you can say that at least they were armed with the knowledge so this has been another episode of black law and legalize you can follow us on twitter at black law podcast you can follow me personally at I am Dan on drugs. And me at I Tell Legal Lies. And you can follow Becky talking about sugar mamas and shit (laughs) at the beginning of the show. I don't know. I don't know. Peace out, people. Laters.